0: Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling Podcast. My name is Jacob Staten and as usual I'm joined by JJ Armstrong. JJ, how are you? I am radical, finally back
1: after a a long extended break in a villa in Spain. So apologies that it's been so long since we've done an episode, but I'm finally back. And I'm radical, how are you Jacob?
0: Yeah, I'm fine mate, thank you. I'm not not quite as good as having a uh, two week early autumns uh, hot weather break, hot weather training camp. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I'm really good, mate. Thank you, good. really good. Good. Um, I suppose we'll we'll jump feet first into a Roy Keane tackle about the uh Leicester away. I can't remember the date now, it was Monday night because they're all on Monday night at the minute. Apparently, I'm looking at my board, Monday, the 3rd of October. Um, Correct. an interesting game, I think. A very interesting game. You were watching on a eight minute delayed stream in uh Viva Espana. Um I I thought we were very open at the start, um, very open. A change of formation, change of personnel again. Um, I think we were just discussing before, weren't we? It was a we we started playing a four two three one with a lot. Well, there was just a lot of players, wasn't there? It was kind of, you know, mind numbing a little bit. Um, it was just. Yeah, I didn't think we started too bad. We were just very open at the back. I think we it was very apparent we were comfortable playing a back five type thing. Uh, there were a couple of chances. I think Vardy had a header, which I can't believe he didn't score. And I want to say Dewsbury Hall had one as well at the back post. Um, and then we had a good bit of tidy play. And obviously, one year hits the post. Um, now, I believe, JJ, you've not actually seen that, have you? I didn't see that. Unfortunately,
1: my internet crashed uh, just before a one year's chance and I was frantically trying to get the stream back on. And in the period of time of me pre-Taiwo chance and refreshing the page, um, we were 2-0 down and I couldn't believe what I'd seen. I was gobsmacked, not to be too, too dramatic, but I didn't think in the minute or two that I was trying to refresh that it would have conceded two goals. So didn't get to see most of that period of play, but I'm almost quite thankful really that I didn't get to watch us capitulate once again.
0: Yeah, it was an odd one because... Although Leicester were... I think Leicester were better than us at that point in time, but it was one of those ones where... I think if the one-year chance goes in, you know... The momentum shifts, in our favor and now favouring weaker that team that takes a couple goal lead. Um, he was just unlucky with the with the finish. I mean, I think I did think to myself at the time, who goes to that corner when you shoot him. But you know, I'm not a professional footballer, so it's not my place to say that. But um, yeah. And then I, I think that's a really, a really good, um, really good. I don't want to say analogy because it actually happened. But you know, you've literally blinking, you miss it, and you You know, you're stream caught up and we we're 2-0 down and it just kind of as soon as that first goal goes in i i could never see us going back into the game um you know a huge stroke of luck um I mean, it was a poor poor half clearance from Lingard a huge stroke of luck with the deflection nobody could do anything about that um the second goal i mean i think it was steve cook well james Madison to put the ball at the top to jamie vardy to run onto as he always does steve cooks i think it was steve cook he's he's you know he's He's pooped his pants about going to close him down because you, know, you get too close to Jamie Vardy and he'll blink and he's gone. Um, and he just lays it off and Harvey Barnes to a great, great finish. No, no pressure on him. So it's just uh, it felt, you know, a good finish and a lucky finish. And then all of a sudden it's it's kind of game over. And you know they make it three 0 with a wonderful free kick. Normally I say anything near post as it was keeper's side. Keeper should be saving, but. I don't know. Off the post like that, it was a, it was a wonderful free kick. Yeah,
1: I. It was yet another game after the Fulham and Bournemouth uh, one where we just conceded goals in really quick succession, um, hmm. which feels spineless at the time. It was it was a really frustrating performance. I think you talk about my stream being eight minute delayed but it felt like Leicester were on the normal stream and the Forest side were eight minutes delayed we just seemed yeah really poor slow and I think Leicester are a team that are in trouble they're not playing well um since the Forest game you know the last game they played they didn't uh, cover themselves in any glory so I think that mm. shows the gulf of just how poor Forest are now um wasn't too impressed with his starting lineup from Mr. Stevie. Um Koyate and Cook for me aren't the right people cuz I just feel like they're a bit slow. Um mm. Brennan Johnson I think needs a bit of a rest, but all in all I think the night just felt like a complete and utter disappointment. Um fortunately my my partner's family had to listen to me rant and rave about the fact that the ownerships are going to get rid of Steve Cooper and that we're a spineless side and all that. I think I went into full meltdown mode that evening, um, unfortunately. But all in all, I think I don't want to sort of go on about Leicester, the Leicester game too much because it was just rubbish. It was completely disappointing and it felt like they did to us what we did to them in the cup and just completely outplayed us, outclassed us.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the second half, I think we, you know, obviously I think we played a bit better in the second half and, you know, it's very easy to say that because they're winning 3-0, they're going to take the foot off the gas a little bit, aren't they? So, you know, I think we played a little bit better, a little bit more solid without really creating too many chances. Patterson and scores a good goal, rounds it off 4-0. So, you know, but then kind of what ensued after that was the obviously, the, me- the media being the, the toxic wasteland that it is, starts, you know, ramping up the, 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 the rumours around Cooper being out and you know just a sensational response from Forest fans I mean we did a poll didn't we I think it was about 92% Cooper in if I'm, if I'm correct if, if, if not it. more yeah if not more uh, nearly a thousand votes that's you know that's unanimous in my in my opinion um, so yeah uh, you know, lots of speculation I mean you, you shared with me a, another article from The Athletic or a snippet of the article from The Athletic where apparently we were Look at Thomas Tuchel and Maurizio Pochettino, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, from absolute nowhere, comes um, a new three-year deal. Yeah, which is I—I you know, felt for sure that he was gone,
1: Um and I was really down about it. I was really—I was gutted. It, it felt like I texted my mate, who's a Blades fan, got to get it in there. <laughs> Uh, and I sort He's of said, friend who's a Blaze fan. I do. If you've listened to the podcast before, you'd know that. Um, and I sort of said to him, now I get how you felt when you lost Wilder, because it almost feels like a breakup. It, it mm. felt like if we let go of Cooper in a few years time, we would look at his career and we would completely regret it. But it very much felt like the writing was on the wall. And you talk about nearly a thousand votes on our poll on Twitter, you know, being unanimous. In that context, it is. There's obviously much more than just the Twitter fan base or the people that follow Wiz supporting Forest. So it isn't reflective of the entire Forest fan base as a whole. But what is reflective of the Forest fan base as a whole is the supporters singing his name when we're 4-0 down, sort of sending a message to the ownership. Um, the display, we'll talk about it in a bit, but the display that um, was out there and the support of it went for him against Villa. So he has the fans on his side. And I think the ownership did actually listen to that. I think it would have been a really negative move on their behalf if they got rid of him. I think they're on a knife edge at the minute. I think there is a lot of toxicity towards the owners at the moment. And I think getting rid of Cooper would have been a very bad decision. And Tuchel and Pochettino is never going to happen. I'd have been amazed if it did. Might have softened the blow slightly. Um but yeah. the rumors of Benitez, Sean Dyesh, uh, Espirito Santo, like, no. they're they're not as good as Cooper. Up, isn't it? It's against Club. It's it's they're not Cooper. They're not Siv Cooper so overwhelmingly uh happy that that he got the the, the new contract. I never would have guessed that, that would have happened. I thought maybe he could have bought himself another game, um, but a new contract is not something I imagined. doesn't mean that he's invincible he loses a few more games on the track and he is gone but it gives us a little bit more stability so i absolutely love steve cooper so i'm more than pleased that he he got that contract
0: yeah same um yeah completely completely you know it's one of those things it was so crazy that he got a new contract given all that's happened and you know because we're not you know we're not playing well and you know, it is a results business. Just because we'd all love him to stay doesn't, you know, we're not the owners of the football club. I mean, you know, being the, the, not the voice of reason, but the, the devil's advocate here, you know. Part of me was thinking, if you're just going to get rid of him, just get rid of him. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, don't, don't, don't. I think it happened with Stuart Pierce, didn't it? Where they kind of delayed getting rid of him and it got a bit worse. Yeah. So if you just, <clears throat> if you were just going to get rid of him, just get rid of him. That's, that was my kind of, the where I was getting to with it. I'd kind of already accepted it and moved on. Um, and then when the contract came, just so random it it didn't even I didn't even break a stride type thing it was just just laughable really Um, but wonderful at the same time you know he's exactly the person I want in charge and he plays you know and it it is good it's good I think I said to you did Hopefully, know hopefully you know during all the speculation it was just a kind of Cooper and the and the Maranac Ass boys smoking cigars off the coast of Piraeus, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: and if we did get rid of him he'd have been punished for overachieving because there's no mm. way that he should have taken us up last season uh, from where we
0: were when he came in. He shouldn't have he sh- we shouldn't be here right now. Um but from where we were when he when he took over, top 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 of the ta- uh, top half of the table was punch him. Yeah. So never mind. Top four, never mind playoffs, never mind playoff exactly. final, never mind promotion, so.
1: And overachieving, finally getting this to the Premier League, giving him an impossible task mm. with the recruitment and, you know, we're hearing horror stories now of how that's going. Um, he's sort of punished for other people's chaos and overachieving, so mm. anyway, he got the contract, he's still Forest manager and he was in charge against Villa, so
0: happy yeah. days. Happy days and on to the Villa game. Lovely, lovely Segui there. Um, so I went. JJ couldn't make it because it was a Monday night and he lives up in the uh, up in the up in the, the grim north. Um, so yeah, I went with a friend. It was it was an interesting atmosphere. It wasn't as buoyant as I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought I was expecting it to be bouncing because of the new contract and that it wasn't. Certainly, let's put it this way: you know, it was a good atmosphere, not 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 putting it down or anything like that. But it wasn't the West Ham or Tottenham game. That's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, we you know we changed up the system. We've gone to a four-three-three, new personnel, in, new fullbacks uh, in Ryea and Toffolo. Uh, Remo Freuler came in, and it you know from the start of the game it was clearly played being the holding player. Um, Ryan Yates came back in and uh, first start for Emmanuel Dennis. First start, first start, yeah first start and as the lone striker as well. Um I thought the change of the change of formation to a 4-3-3 was was it's my preferred formation anyway. Um I thought re- the choice of Freuler as the holding player actually means we you know when we got the ball we were trying to play football. He's gonna get he's gonna see a lot of the ball off the centre back. So that that to me said we're gonna try and play some football when we do have it. Uh, interestingly in an interview after the match Steve Cooper um, pointed out that he it's not how we played that game because you know we didn't have a lot of the ball and you know there were long periods where we were sitting off them it's not the way that he wants to play but it's sometimes it's the way you have to play which I appreciate and it's probably going to it's definitely going to happen more often in the Premier League than it did in the Championship Um, but yeah it was um, not necessarily the team I would have picked but I think it worked I think I really think it worked started the game I wouldn't say brightly, but what we looked well prepared, which isn't something you can say for a lot of the season. Um, and then Dennis, bit of very electric up front, um, winning headers from Tyron Mings that I didn't think he ever had a chance of winning. I don't think a one you would have won. Um, wins the free kick, a lovely ball into the box from Morgan's White, pinpoint and a great header into the back of the net and everyone goes wild. And Yeah, it was just a, a fantastic start and then the Ashley Young goal I've not seen a replay uh, it looked a, an absolutely amazing finish I'm sure you'll confirm whether or not it was an amazing finish or not um, JJ but it looked an amazing finish there was there was a bit of and I'm not sure if there are any replays and I'm not sure if anyone was there they'll please let us know if you think I'm right but the foul that led up to the goal there was a foul committed by Morgan Gibbs White in the Villa half that I don't think it was a foul and then when they kicked off, the referee was still giving Mourne Gibbs-White the finger wag telling off. So it should have brought it back and re-kicked off. I, I, just something didn't sit right. I mean, I think Yates went down holding his head as well and was too honest and got jumped straight back up. So there's just a c- couple of things around the goal. I'm not denying the finish, wonderful finish, and I don't think Henderson could do anything about it. So I just, there was a couple of things in the build-up to the goal I think didn't go our way. Yeah, I think that that just sums up us at the minute. Um <laughs>
1: I, the rub of the green and all that is certainly not on our yeah. side but yeah. the goal the young goal is phenomenal um we seem to just have a complete and utter will defied our way um yeah. typically happens when you don't close people down not sure that was the case here I think it was just a fantastic hit um but I agree with what you said I, I think we looked we looked bright we looked okay was happy to see Froiler in was happy to see Dennis start for me the questions still remain over Koyate and Cook wasn't too pleased to see them remain especially when you've got Mangala on the bench I think uh, it's interesting that Worrell's still sitting on the bench for me Uh, he has I have my doubts about how Worrell has played so far but I still think he's better than Cook and Cook's more of a backup still a good player
0: um, but more of a backup initial. I understand the initial drop Yeah. But I don't think Cook's played well enough to main, you know, to to maintain. I, again, you know, I appreciate possibly chances that he's, you know, he's giving Cook a run to get form. And one thing about your back four is you want to settle back four, especially the back, the you know, the, the centre back pairing or partnership if it's three kind of thing. So I understand if he's giving it time, but uh, just some of the some of, not necessarily Monday night, but some of the performances from Cook, I think I would have I would have dropped him already. Yeah,
1: I I think 4-3-3 isn't Steve Cooper's identity. Like you say, the way we we played isn't the way he wants us to play. Mm. But to grind out results and get a few points on the board, I think it's something that we're going to have to put up with for a little while whilst we integrate the squad, whilst we get them a bit more um, sort of combined with each other because they're not gelling at the minute. There is a lot of them his system's going to take a while to adapt with this massive change of squad. So, fine. 4 works for me. Uh, I think we're nearly there. I think from the, the team that started against Filler for me, Cook for Worrell and then ultimately Nierkate when he comes in yeah. and uh, Mangala for Kiate. I think we're nearly there. I, I think that team could do some damage and um, it was a better performance. I was... Certainly less disappointed. Um, I think it was positive. I thought Ryan Yates. When the team uh, was announced, I immediately thought, How, "Why are we playing Ryan Yates?" Like, come on, let's not. Now's not the time for sentiment. But as we always say, he proves us wrong. You've got to recognise that he put in an exceptional performance. Uh, he seemed to sort of bleed for the shirt. He was really up for it. Uh, He looked like he was enjoying himself. Uh, Froehler and Yates together were fantastic. So, yeah, I, I I was impressed. I thought we played well. Dennis was a handful. His ball retention and our ball retention as a whole is really frustrating. The fact that we keep giving it away. I think Dennis alone gave it away 18 times, which is mad. But it looked like he was trying to do things and actively wanting to do things. Which is something we've not really seen from many people other than Morgan Gibbs White. So I thought it was a positive performance. It wasn't perfect, obviously, but the rot has stopped, and there's definitely something to build on there. You can see yeah. the potential. There's something to build on there. Um. So I was I was relatively pleased. Obviously, would have preferred to to get the three points, but I thought I thought I thought it went well.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think the second half was—I can't right now. I can't think of much that happened really in the second half. Um, there that disallowed goal in the first half, which was—you know—I was sat on the opposite end of the stadium, and I could see it was offside. So, thankfully, thought prevailed with that and a and a quick VAR check, um, which was good. Um, yeah, nothing much really stood out in the second half. I think we had a couple of—I think what was nice. We we were quite dominant towards the end of the game. Um the ball I think it kind of game ended didn't we we'd had a couple of corners in a row so that was nice to see us still pushing um, just shouting out a few people I think Ryan Yates was absolutely fantastic and he got back to doing what he does best and he being our people might roll their eyes but being our Robbie Savage type of player you know getting himself about trying to get box to box I think as the game went on he got better and better and better um, Remo Freuler absolutely fantastic he, he decision to play him in the hole and get him on the ball do what he does best you know those kind of nice range of passing he was fantastic really really covered a lot of ground Gibbs White really good too many too many flicks and tricks in the first half I think I think he gave the ball away a few times I think I think with with the way that four through three is the wingers have to be quite defensive and co- cover their fullbacks as they attack so I think he was uh doing these flicks and tricks thinking he was a bit further up the pitch where he can he can lose the ball a bit easier um but you know, he still looked very lively. Brennan Johnson looked a bit better to me, looked a bit more comfortable. Um, I think I don't know if it was just because Aria was kind of getting up a bit, but I think when when Neko Williams came on, it was quite clear to see that he he doesn't really get forward, does he? So I wonder if that's really affecting Brennan Johnson's game. Um Kuate, I thought, was better than he has been. Um, kind of putting himself about, which was which was, not, was almost like in my head you play the two. You would play a 4-2-3-1 and you'd have the two sitting. But we did it the way around. We had the two going out and winning the ball and putting themselves about with Froiler in behind to mop up. It was, um, I can remember years ago when we, we played Derby away, um, Stuart, one of Stuart Pearce's last game with the Osborne goal and he put Robert Texture in the 10 and it wasn't to be an attacking player, it was to mark oh, Omar mm, Mascarel. I think if think he was on loan from Real Madrid and he was their defensive midfielder who made them tick and Robert Tescher made his life a living misery in that game and stopped him from playing, stopped them from playing. So it's almost kind of felt a bit like that. Kind of put yourself to about, stop Luis Diaz from getting on the ball, stop Coutinho from doing flicks and tricks. And it, it seemed to work for me. It seemed to really work for me. Um, not sure it'll work against everyone. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, Cook Cook was... A bit lost in the first half. I think he got a bit better in the second half. McKenna looked back to his, his normal self. Toffolo had a great game. Henderson, as a goalkeeper in that game, very, very good. He clicked, there was not a ball that went in the sky that he didn't come and claim. Kicking the ball, it's like he'd never done it before, which is odd which is, he's meant to be a good sweeper keeper. So want to keep an eye on, but as a goalkeeper, overrides anything to do with his feet for me. Um, I thought he came for everything. It was fantastic. So I think it was a very promising game, and, and I'm really looking forward to the to the Wolverhampton one on uh, Saturday. It's
1: a promising game, but I think one one thing's for sure: Villa aren't very good. They, they, they didn't. They've got they did some get good a draw players, They didn't
0: they? they got a yeah, draw sure. City, arguably, I, arguably, should, arguably, should have won. Got that Coutinho goal ruled out. So fair play. I thought yeah. I thought Villa were really, really poor uh, on Monday. Um. I think, we ground, I think we ground them down in the second half. I think I think we we really... we I don't know if they were expecting us to play a bit more and they would have a bit more space, but I think we ground them down. I think we made them look a bit bad. Yeah, it, it certainly wasn't the best game in the world, but
1: we didn't lose, so fine. Mm. Um, I've got to say, Serge Aurier, I didn't want him, but I thought he, he did a good account of himself. He did look a bit yeah. clumsy, did get a yellow yeah. card. But he was all right. Um,
0: not the end of the world. So we're nearly there. Yeah. We're nearly there. On to yeah, Wolves. Absolutely. On to Wolves, yes. Yeah. So big game against the team. I think we're level on points with Wolves, aren't they? Just sacked Bruno Large. Um Interesting game. I, I don't see why we can't go and get something. Have they Have they hired someone yet? No, they. Um, Le Petigou declined them this morning, I think. Oh, did he? He should have been sacked as well, hasn't he, from Sevilla? Yeah. Lopetegui. Um that guy, that guy. <laughs> yeah, so you know they haven't got a manager. They might have a bit of spring in the step, but again, just another interesting. I don't see why we can't go get all three points. They they have not been good. Um, and they've got Diego Costa. Diego Costa versus Ryan Yates is going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I I, just, I I don't know. I, I mean, like thinking about the game and then what kind of, what, what I'm thinking, i oh, probably going to go 2-1 Forest.
1: Yeah, they are weird, Wolves are a weird side, like, same as Villa, same as Leicester. They do have good players and they have got a good squad. Um, yeah. There's quite a few, like, Sars, a great keeper. I think Kilman is a good player. Moutinho, that Nunez is supposed to be good. They've got Podence, they've got Adama Traore, they've got Guedes. I think Neves is injured. Um, eight eight nori is a good player and obviously they've got costa so they've got a good squad in there uh don't know what's going wrong and it's the same as villa and it's the same as leicester i guess the same as us some good players in there but they're not quite ticking so i imagine it's going to be quite similar to the villa game where it's not going to be the best quality um i just it Mm. could go either way it really could it's going to be tight um I think there's definitely no reason why we couldn't go out there and get the the three points. So from a prediction side, I'm gonna say Forest 1-0. Uh it's gonna be a difficult game. It's gonna be a little bit shit of a game. Um ho- hopefully, uh hopefully Forest prove prove me wrong, but it's certainly not gonna be easy. So I wouldn't look at for the fans that are looking at Wolves and thinking, there's three points because they're struggling. So are we. So, um, yeah,
0: strap yourself in for this one, I think. Well, oh, that, that glass is almost bone dry, isn't it? It might not fall.
1: Yeah, well, I'd, I don't know why. Um, I just think Wolves are a difficult side. And I'm looking at my missed rolling in wall chart. Um, Ooh, after Wolves, we've got. Brighton, Brighton, Liverpool and Arsenal coming up. So it's a difficult October. It's a very difficult October. I think this is our main chance to get a win. Uh, And I think a win sets us up nicely for that tough run of games following that. So big fingers crossed. My my glass does sound like it's bone dry, but I am positive that Cooper knows what he's doing. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on the Brighton game, that's going to be a toughie. Um, they they are really they really are playing well. Um, the Zerbi looks like he's coming and and done the right thing and not changed too much. I think I, I was listening to talks about the other day. They were saying that he said in his press conference that like, you know he's he's not come in because someone's been sacked. Everything's going well there, so he's he's not got too much to do. Just kind of put a, his own stamp on over time. So he might reap a few benefits of the Graham Potter mold, which is uh, nice for him. But yeah. I the Brighton game, I'm not optimistic. Um they've got a good squad. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's that's gonna be a real tough year. Wolves, I'm actually I'm gonna go full full glass off. Full glass off. Full glass off, full full glass half. Glass glass off. Off, Sounds yeah, like you've had and, a few full glasses. Bloody hell. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> and I, I, I'm I'm quite confident about Wolves, so I'm sticking with me two one Brighton. I'm gonna very optimistic nil-nil. Yeah. Uh,
1: if we get a point at Brighton, it would have been a great, a great just. result. I'd be very happy with that. The Brighton are a great size. Um they're one of those teams that have sort of been built by a great manager in Graham Potter, um, full of energy, some really good players. Uh just look what they did to Man United. They are they are a very good side. So I think we'll struggle in that one. I think the I think the Brighton, Liverpool and Arsenal games in a row is a little bit brutal. Um, if we can get it's a win mem- against Wolves and a draw against Brighton, then we've done really well in October for me. Um, or better than expected
0: after this. It's, the it's momentum though, isn't it? Because anyone who's watching on video can see me cocking my head to look at my wall chart on the wall. But it's, it's momentum, isn't it, for me? Because, you know, if you think we've got a good draw against Villa on Monday, I think we can snatch a result with Wolves. So That's two unbeaten. That's four points. That's fantastic. You know, Brighton away. It's momentum. You know, you never know. Used to say we could, used to say we couldn't get a draw, you know, and then you're beaten in three. Yeah. You got home against two big clubs and or is the Arsenal game away. Actually, Arsenal's away. Yeah. yeah. Liverpool at home. That, the city ground is going to be, if you walk past it, you'll see the concrete moving. That's our, that's what that stadium's going to be like. So, it's those little runs, it's that momentum. So, you know, you know, full glass are full. <laughs> why, why can't we build a little momentum? Yeah, why?
1: Why why can't we? That's very positive. I why feel, can't we? <laughs> what was the, the banner that unfurled for Steve Cooper? We've come so far and we've only just begun. So it's, it's just difficult. I, it's weird because it's only been a few months since the Wembley player final, but... I'm finding it relatively difficult to be positive about Forrest at the minute and slightly embarrassing with all the stories coming out at the minute. So need to remember that we do have Steve Cooper at the helm. We are in the Premier oh. League. We do have some good good players in our squad, some, yeah. some somewhere. Um, we've got a fantastic ownership with a son that keeps himself to himself. That bit <laughs> may, might not be true. We've got a new sporting director that keeps himself to himself. That bit might not be true.
0: We've got a but, proven track record.
1: But overall, uh it's it is still positive. So maybe maybe the forest positivity can come back. I'm certainly hoping that a few wins a few wins can sort of mask all that nonsense again like it did last season. So yeah, positivity is back. That's that's I know we've just sounded miserable the entire podcast, but it's our task that I did. Glass half, full, half, half, full, half. Castle, half full. Uh, that's, that's my task to you is to retain positivity uh, in this wonderful yeah. time to be alive, supporting Forest. We,
0: we have, you know, much to be thankful for in this current situation. You know, considering where we were last year, let's put it that way. You reds. We've got another 12 months to use that, <laughs> haven't we? yeah
1: well let's uh let's be positive you never know what's going to happen
0: never know europe here we come (laughs) well if you're listening for the first time thank you very much for joining us if you're coming back from multiple listens, we we love you very much um you're it you're it